everybody, the SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford, where you can custom order your next Ford vehicle to ensure you get the exact vehicle you want at the right time. Easy steps. Jump online at jimkford.com, select your vehicle, choose your model, trim, and options. Then the Jim K. Ford team will contact you to confirm your selections and pricing and answer all your questions before your order is placed. Easy as that. Your vehicle created your way. Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or jimkford.com. I dealt with an SWP listener just the other day. They had the wife's car with one company, the house was with another, and the husband's car was with a third. The fourth policy was fine for the cottage in Quebec. Anyways, now they know, and we've got an amalgamated plan going forward. We even saved a whack of money doing it. Text me, Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, 613-801-2659. Your modern boutique broker. The SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday. All right, then. We're just checking in to see how it's going with you. Steve Warren Project, Steve and Jimmy. We're back again to close out another podcast week. Dealing out episodes like a blackjack dealer deals cards. James? No, no, no. You can do better. How's it going? I probably can. It's the end of a week, though. Yeah. It'd be better if you went dealing out episodes like a blackjack dealer hands out venereal disease. No, Are blackjack like dealers famous for VD? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to get something going, you know? Just to, yeah. you know, I think that exactly, that, that term tells people exactly how old you are, by the way. Venereal Today's disease. term is S- STD, not venereal disease. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I got the call one time from the uh, STD clinic. Ew. I don't know if we're going to start the show with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was... I was <laughs> Yeah, we just listened to that show, the old guys that talk about sports and whatever, and they really gave us some whatever today. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was years ago. You know, years ago, Stevie, you get you get this call going, hi, your name's been brought up here on a list of someone who came in, and got, so you had to go get tested, Steve. Mm-hmm. Negative, Steve. Okay, negative. Cool, right. You're doing the pregnant pause. Pregnant pause, yeah, that could have happened too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Stevie, uh, what is the world coming to, Steve? What is the world coming to? My buddy John Boucher, one of my longest friends, okay? Great guy, uh, big sports fan, okay? Big, thick, Stevie, thick, like uh-huh. baseball and everything, okay? Uh-huh. That's a good sports fan, baseball and everything, okay? Oilers uh, getting whacked by Colorado last night, uh, uh, Thursday, uh, June 2nd was game two. Uh, terrific guy. He's been helping me here. You know, I got the bad wing and he's been picking me up stuff. Nice. Say, Johnny, how about you come over? I'll make you some dinner. Okay, I've got it reheated. And you watch the Oiler game with me. Cool. You ready for this, Steve? Yeah, sorry, Jimmy, I can't. I've got a pickleball match. That's the worst (laughs) excuse I've ever heard. I said, what? I said, pardon? I'll pickle your ball. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I don't know what sounds like it might be another STD clinic. You, you and I—it's funny because you and I were talking about it over the last ten days, where we throw shit back and forth. And I think I slipped you a thing where I, I normally would blow right by a pickleball story, Steve. But the headline was 
fastest growing sport in the world. I'd forgotten about it. And then the guy hits me with that one. Yeah. Him and Kevin Martin, the curler. Okay. Competitive seniors pickleball player, Steve. Right. Right. Yeah. Not right. (laughs) What's up with it? Well, I don't know. It's do you play it? Have you ever done it or what? I've barely seen it. I've looked at it at you on YouTube just so I'd know what I was talking about. It was the same with Daniel Offertson. He started up a paddle tennis court here in Ottawa, and he's encouraging people to come out and try paddle tennis, P-A-D-E-L. And it doesn't look dramatically different. I guess there's in paddle tennis, you uh-huh. actually have netting. You know, netting at the end of the uh, NHL arenas when the puck hits it, it's out of play. Right. Well, in paddle tennis, the ball is very much in play when it hits those exterior nets. So, but as far as pickleball goes... Um, that's the worst excuse I've ever heard for not watching yeah. an NHL playoff game. I and mean, one thing about me is that I would rather play hockey than watch hockey almost in any circumstances, unless the Sens were like in the playoffs or something. I would always yeah. choose playing hockey, but playing pickleball over watching Stanley Cup playoffs, that is a mouchoir. That yeah, is not cool. Yeah, it's, you know, like uh, backing up to what you said, you know, it's it's paddle, tennis, uh, pickles, Shit. Okay. And uh the net's in play. Okay, it's like, oh, oh, if the net's in play, Stevie, I am all in. You know what's in play right now, folks? Okay. Two hundred feet of ice, NHL Stanley Cup teams, and a puck. Yeah. Okay, that's what's in play, Stevie, right now. Yeah. I am sorry. I am sorry. Yeah. Pickle We're 30 schmickle. minutes away from game time and uh yeah, we're not gonna. A podcast is not gonna interrupt us from watching the game. And certainly, pickleball is not. Yeah. But it is the fastest growing sport in America. You and I were talking about this story uh, in Sports Illustrated, and it's also the wild, wild west. There's a big brawl going on in pickleball, professional pickleball. That is, they have too many leagues, too many federations, battling oh billionaires, bad behavior, and the growth of a booming sport is apparently on the on the line. And uh, apparently there's a, a pickleball hall of fame. I'm like, has anybody been playing pickleball long enough? I didn't know pickleball was a thing five years ago. And all of a sudden there's a hall of fame for the sport. But uh, those who like it, like it a lot. Well, maybe we'll have to play. Maybe we'll have to play. I just can't see Steve, how everyone would be fighting or the, you know, that people are getting mad at each other. You know, I've, I've seen it. It's like, mm-hmm. Hey, take it easy, man. Take it easy with, Blasting that shot at 11 miles an hour over the net, okay? Settle the down, <laughs> settle, settle the down, Stevie. Okay, don't be, don't be ripping that thing at eight kilometers at my face, pal. Okay, you Keep won't it be down. able to react in time. No hoister, Stevie. Yeah, how do yeah. you expect me to? You know, it's not part of the deal here. Okay, yeah. that is the gist of pickleball, and that it is uh, a much slower game. You kind of smack the ball hard, and it doesn't exactly come at you 100 miles an hour like it does in the sport of tennis, it is kind of a combination of tennis and ping pong. Yeah, You you know what it is, Steve? It's you and I uh, sitting in my living room, okay? You're in Uh a chair on the one side, and I'm on a couch on the other side, and there's a coffee table in between us, Steve, and we're playing catch with a ball. Okay? Yeah, pretty much. Fastest growing thing in the world. Okay. Playing catch over a coffee table, Warnsey and Jerome. Yeah. Where Those are the best sports, though. All the made-up sports that you just do a, when you're a kid. We had one yeah. in my basement at my dad's place 
And we had two hockey nets that we all obviously used all the time for hockey. But these two nets are down in my basement, just a standard unfinished concrete floor. And I had we had this really dense styrofoam ball that came mm. with something called trackball. It's a little bit like, like, like lacrosse and you could whip it around and it would curve and stuff. But right. what we did was we took that same ball and we'd lay it on the ground and we'd get knee pads on. We'd be on our knees protecting each other's nets from about sure. uh, 15 feet away. And then we yeah, just yeah. Slap, slap it off the ground with our hand to try and score on the other guy. And it would curve like crazy and you'd be trying to make saves. And we had the most fun in the world in that stupid made up game. This is kind of what pickleball is, I think. Yeah. You know what I would do, Stevie? Remember that uh, Remember that Italian sport we saw where it was just a bunch of guys beating each other up? Kind of when you when you first look at it, it looks looks like a rugby game or something. It's just like you can do anything. I would I'd get on the pickleball court, Steve, and then I'd jump over the net and I'd thumb my uh I would thumb the guy's eye, right? And go, Rah! and they go, What are you doing? <laughs> I go, Oh my god, I thought we were playing that Italian sport. Oh man, I got to mix up. Because yeah, they're so Kelsey. much alike, right? The 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 fear that must be <laughs> in the fucking the pickleball guy must just be racked, Steve. Yeah. Racked with fear of the injury level, Steve. Yeah, this Italian sport is is called calcio storico, and it's Italy's most violent sporting tradition. Right. On June twenty fourth, and that's coming up a couple of weeks away here. Uh, on June twenty fourth, three <laughs> weeks away from today, do your math, Steve. Uh, Florence's main square turns into an arena for a sport that's a brutal combination of rugby, football, and wrestling. And what I was always MMA. compelled by, you know, because it seems like there's a thousand guys on each side in this, right. <laughs> what looks like a soccer field made of, no, with no grass, it's all just right. dirt. And there seems to be one ball, I'm not sure what's going on, but you and I away from the play, we can just start a random fist fight. Sure. We can apparently beat on the referee if you were not happy with him. It's... uh it's a mess is what it is, but it's certainly interesting. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Steve, that sport, unfortunately, is dying out. Um, and, and the reason, Steve, is because the the players are dying. <laughs> yeah, that's what the problem with that one is. So yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll the dying out of the people. Ball. Yes, yes, I get you. <laughs> um, and killed. Are they, are you speaking of that, the Oilers. Oh, that's what a segue. Uh, and they get killed in game two. Yuck. That was not great on Thursday night. What looked like it was going to be a magical series in game one, just absolute shootout time, an 8-6 Colorado win, and Edmonton's right there at the end with the empty net and trying to tie the game. Really exciting stuff. One of the funnest hockey games we've seen in a, in a while. And then game two comes around, and you're thinking, okay, Colorado's got their backup goalie in there and Pavel Fransos, right. and now he gets a shutout. You know, that was one of, my, my concern in the last episode was like, suddenly I think I'm, I'm, I feel 100% confident Colorado is going to win the series, but with the injury to, uh, to the starter, I don't know much about for Pavel Francis. I know he's 31 and he's, uh, he's only got 60 NHL career games. Uh, he was getting a standing ovation from the Denver faithful to the point it's four, nothing. There's 15 seconds left, big stoppage in play. And they're chanting his name, Frankie, yeah. Frankie. And they will go so on. I've never seen it before where the goalie actually, while in the game, in the net, actually waves at the crowd to say thank you. Have you ever seen that? I've never seen it. If you're the Oilers, right, Stevie? You go in and say, uh, okay, maybe maybe we solved that problem with that goalie in the first game, although we lost. Mm -hmm. Okay. We tally up six. Okay, so maybe, maybe we're okay there. We don't need to worry about it. And then you're licking your chops, Stevie, going. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Colorado, that happened, but shit happens. And we get to take on a 
Guy, nobody knows who he is. So let's move on to some offense, boys. Okay, don't worry about the goaltender. How are we going to beat him? We don't need the video. Okay, let's, uh, this this will be a shutout. Yeah. By Gallardo. What? Yeah, yeah Gallardo. Shout us out. Hmm. Yeah. They're going to get that. Oh, I don't want to say it, Stevie. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. It's not looking good. No, it's and not. <laughs> and there was even a symbolic kind of a moment because Connor McDavid's the best player alive right now. But Kill McCarr is an awfully special player too. And there was that one moment, and we see it at least once a game, where Connor McDavid catches the puck and he's like, you can see he's in full flight when he gets it. And he, he almost, you can see the body language where he says, I'm turning on the Jets right now and I'm going to try and beat somebody wide. Right. And Kale right. McCarr is the only guy back at that stage for Colorado. You're thinking, uh-oh. This would be a test for the kid. The kid just puts on the Jets skating backwards and right. then almost like he's defending me, right. just leans, right. o- leans over and just pokes the puck away really casually. And uh, I thought it was kind of symbolic of the kind of night it was for Edmonton. They could not get anything going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone's talking about uh, how are you going to solve the McDavid deal, right? How are you mm-hmm. going to solve it? Uh, and everyone was like, well, you got to do this. All the pundits, Steve, you know, take the penalty, wrap them up. Uh, you know, don't let them get inside, force them to the boards, force them to the outside, Steve, all that shit. And then, uh, or we can do what Makar is doing. Yeah. Uh, defending them like an NHL phenom, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like he wasn't even, he wasn't even falling Steve or anything. It was just like, I, I got this, you know, tick. Good, yeah, good. I think, I guess I, the I, new expression, Stevie, for the playoffs this year, I'm noticing a lot is, Good stick there. Do you notice that, Steve? They've I all gone to the this good stick there. Yeah, and good yeah. stick there. Yeah, no, I, I, I that's been a, that's a bit of common one. I've I've heard that one for a long time. Anytime you get your stick in a lane and break up a puck or something, right? Uh, yeah, good, good stick. stick there. Good stick. Yeah, good stick. Right. Okay, yeah, right. hockey vernacular, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Daryl Sutter's your coach of the year. You called it. You thought he'd be the coach of the year, and he indeed was. Um, I guess my question would be, when do we stop with, did we stop with the award show? Like we're in the middle of the Stanley Cup playoffs here and we're, we're firing out, uh, I don't know, is, 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 what's your recollection? Like is, has the coaching award always been given out while the playoffs are going on? I always thought it was given out actually during the awards ceremony. Have they canceled that? I'd be okay with that. I'm just curious, curious to yeah. know. I don't know. They asked Daryl Sutter about it and he said, uh, what award? Yeah. Coach of the year. What, what yeah. coach, you know, whatever. Yeah. Are we yeah. done? Remember the, Are we done? <laughs> remember the Charlie Brown uh, adults and everything? They always had that same noise. Mwah, 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 mwah. That, right, yeah. That, that's sort of all I hear when I hear Daryl Sutter talking. Yeah. Uh, but he got f- 54 first place votes and uh, was a runaway winner. Andrew Burnett of the Panthers was next. Gerard Gallant, Dean Evason, and Jared Bednar rounding out the top five. Oh. So, Johnny Cooper uh, wasn't in there? Wow. Yeah, he's well down. He finished 10th in the voting, which was surprising. But when you look at the season they had, it was, you know, it wasn't exactly a you know, threatening to be a president's trophy winner. I think they finished up. I mean, they're the road team in this Rangers series. So I think right. they were, I think they were eighth overall in the NHL, the Rangers seventh. So it's still a fine season, but it's one of those deals where I think once you've won it a couple of times or whatever, or you've won your cups, Right. The uh, voters tend to move things around a little bit. Let's give that guy a turn. And, and right. Sutter's never won before. He's got a couple of Stanley Cup rings as a coach for the Kings. And uh, now they decided, okay, what a turnaround. That's as good as right. it gets turnaround-wise. And the playoffs don't count in terms of the voting. So, yeah, Sutter's as good as anybody with the turnaround the Flames did. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Good for him, man. Yep, Good absolutely. We'll talk a little golf when we come back here. Also, Braden Point is skating again. Still no timeline for his return. So as we get ready uh, for the next game with uh, the Lightning and the Rangers, getting it on tonight. And again, we'll set down our microphones and pick up a pint. Well, at least I will. And uh, watch a little hockey here in a moment. Braden Point will not be in the lineup for the Lightning. But want to get into a little golf talk uh, because Brooke Henderson is uh, one of the many going for the U.S. Women's Open title and uh, not off to a very good start. Not looking very good for that $1.8 million first prize. Nice. And one of your acquaintances, Danielle Kang, has some sad news to report. Uh, We'll get to all that coming up after these words. Insurance is very expensive, and it's my job to save you money. If you can't save money, why would you buy from me? You have plenty of options, so make me one, and you'll see why. Text quote to 613-860-6008 to get started. We can spend 10 minutes to connect, and I'll email you a personalized quote. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Hey, Jim K. Ford is the home of the all-new Ford Maverick, designed to seize the day this beautiful truck is built Ford tough. It gives you the best of both worlds, compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all of your stuff, not to mention a very cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash to help you get your work done, if you can get your teenagers away from it. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at jimkford.com. They're at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Uh, so the women's U.S. Open is on right now, and Brooke Henderson very close to missing the cut. The cut line in at plus two, and she was plus two. So it's Mina Haragay. I think I've got that right, and Minji Lee, who lead the way at minus nine. And uh, Brooke Henderson is a plus two, so she's got a long, long way to go. There were some real celebrity names in the field. Michelle Wee or Michelle mm-hmm. Wee West uh, playing for the first time in a while. She misses the cut, as does Annika Sorenstam, and she had a tough day. Uh, it's, it's not easy to just disappear from the tour and then come back and uh, try and compete at a high level. Last I saw, she was a plus 12. She will miss the cut by a mile. But right. I want to talk about Danielle Kang. Um, maybe share with us, Jimmy, your background with her. You spent some time with her as she kind of billeted with you at the Canadian Women's Open, right? Yeah, she she's uh, yeah stayed at my house. I got a call from the Great Run. Uh, God, those were good days, Steve. Getting a call from the Great Run. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's a fr- she's a friend of theirs from L.A. and said, Jimmy, you know, can she stay at your house? Not a bunch of dough back then. She she's a two time. U.S. Women's Am Champ, and and since that time, of course, she's a household name now. She's done so well, and we spent the week, and uh, we've since you know been friends and remained friends. Uh, you know, phenomenal kid, phenomenal talent, cute as a button, uh, great, great for the game. Got lots mm-hmm. to say, and anyway, um, she's been playing really well again, and then she she I think she pulled out uh, of an event in Hawaii and. I never heard anything about it. I think she might have pulled out of a couple of them or maybe didn't show up at one that she was supposed to. And I I kind of forgot about looking into it. And then, of course, kablam. Uh, the story comes out today that she's got a tumor on her spine or in her spine. Uh, yeah, I think so, it's on her spine. Yeah. So, um, you know, on a, in a week where, Steve, the theme kind of is uh, life is pretty good, you know, if 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 you're not sick. Yeah. Or, or smashing your car into people or doing whatever. Uh, it's, 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 it's like, what? Uh, like even you said, 
you know, your heart just drops when you when you read that. Um, so she's got some issues that she has to look after, and best best thoughts with with Daniel because she's an absolutely wonderful person. Yeah, um, and she played through it today, uh, yesterday, and today. So she missed the cut by a stroke. Cut lines at two over, and she's at three over. But like you say, there's so much more to be worrying about. I'm sure this was just a nice distraction to get out and play. She shot a 71 yesterday, a 74 today. So she misses the cut by one. And uh, she didn't offer much new information about uh, it reads here at Golf Digest, uh, a possible spinal tumor. So I don't know if it's right. been a made official per se or um, according to Golf Week, Kang told a small group of reporters after the round that she doesn't know if the tumor is malign or malignant or mm-hmm. benign. Mm-hmm. gone through a lot of procedures and with the process of elimination, they're narrowing it down and it's going to take some time, but uh, I mean, way too young and so much, you know, so much to live for to right. be dealing with any of this stuff. So it's really sad news to hear. And I knew you had a connection with her. So I uh, wanted yeah, to good luck, get, Daniel. Pick, yeah. Pick your brain about it. Couple, couple of little uh, side notes, Stevie golf wise uh, this weekend. Uh, the Memorial is on that's Jack Nicholas's tournament in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, Canadian Corey Connors, uh, Adam Svensson, and Adam Hadwin are in the field, Steve, and all four of them made the cut, which is fantastic. Hughes is I think Matt T-thir- Hughes was leading after round one, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He's T13 through two rounds. Corey's uh, T24. Svensson's at T29, and Adam Hadwin's uh, T39. So that's a cool thing. And back to the women's event, Steve. Uh, this is a story that's certainly going to be part of this event, depending how the girl does, of course. Uh, this just in, Steve. This could be a really good story, depending on how that athlete does. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ingrid Lindblad, Swedish, yes, uh, is an amateur, and okay. she's at minus seven, two back. Uh, in fact, she's not even done a round when we record this. So, watch for her. Watch cool. for her. Yeah, yeah. It's always exciting when the amateurs poke their nose out, and just like, just a reminder of how many amazing golfers you'll you'll hear it sometimes when you know one of the open championships some guy who's not on a regular tour pops in and all of a sudden he's in the top 20 and what is right how many great golfers are out there that we have never heard of and that includes the amateur ranks as well so yeah kind of cool in an amateur watch for that makes their way yeah no doubt rory mcelroy on the news as well he threw uh, a bit of shade at the lame list of players at the live golf event so on late Tuesday night, the news was finally released that Dustin Johnson was the biggest name of the group. But uh, you got you know Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, a few others. But Rory McIlroy has long been on the side of the PGA Tour with all the speculation of a new league. And he had a perfect response to the news on Wednesday. On the live announcement, he told reporters, I certainly don't think the field is anything to jump up and down about. <laughs> zing zing from rory mcelroy so yeah i think if yeah. you're on the side of the pga and you kind of roll your eyes at the live league you probably get a kick out of that one yeah do you know what i heard steve uh, forgive me if i forget we brought it up yesterday so dustin johnson's one of the guys who's going to play in that event in london yep I, I think he may be committed to eight of them or whatever not sure uh little birdie steve tells me that he's if i'm not mistaken guaranteed 150 mil Yes, sir. Yes. What? Yeah, I know. You can stand without, down look without, even, once, Steve. without even swinging a club. <coughs> I think so. I think so. Well, I mean, that... Uh, I don't know if that's out there. Uh, I saw it on a headline. Yeah. Was it? 
Dust, I got Dustin Johnson's live golf deal could be worth over $125 million. There we go. Okay, there we go. Good so, enough. Yeah, very much good enough. And I'd say that's considerably more than he's making from RBC and, and being right. at the Canadian <laughs> Open. Right. and where. So I think he'll be fine. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it is, it is disappointing for the Canadian Open. But ask anybody who's running the Canadian Open, any of the executives, can I interest you in 125 million reasons right. why I want you to come to the Live Golf League with? Every single one of them would say, yeah, yeah, all right, we're going to go ahead and do that. Yeah, so. you, you know, you bring up an interesting point, Steve, that if, if you want to, you know, the Canadian Tour, the, the Canadian Open is always just, you know, it's, it's absolutely suffering for them to try and draw a field you know it has been mm-hmm. that's been their biggest problem the whole way along they built a Glen Abbey they designated it they've done everything they can with trying to bounce the date around to get it to you know to fit in um but it's looking like Steve uh the golf world to get your event to stand out on the calendar Stevie Okay, like the Players' Championship, they call it the fifth major, right? And it's growing all the time, right? That it's becoming mm-hmm. a bigger and bigger name. Best it may field. be, Stevie, they sit in the boardroom and go, what are we going to do? And it may be, unfortunately, Stevie, sadly, uh, well, we got to offer a, a, a boatload of cash, a boatload of cash, you know, to everyone. Yeah. Okay? You got to, it's so, uh, I'm not so naive as to think that, well, Jim, that's been going on for years and years. Well, not not really, you know, not not really. But that may be the case now where they're going to look at golf going, okay, now we're, we're hooped. We're hooped here. All, the stories all the time, Steve, with golf are about cash, you know, and they have been since that FedEx Cup. They have been since, you know, the talk today about the women's, you know, it's up to a buck eight, you know, if you win it. And so I would argue everybody, when it comes to business or sports, which is these guys' business. Um, everything's for sale. It's business at the end of the day. Yeah. And, well, look and, at the, uh, even the women hockey, right? Which which we're on board with trying to help them. The biggest story was that the you know the girl's going to get paid this kind of money. She's going to get paid this kind of money. So it's always this story of money, you know, that in the sports world that that going forward, I, I think that's going to that's going to that box is going to move way up, Stevie, into the top four or five when you're when you're ticking boxes about what do we need for our event? Yeah. It's going to be right up there going Skrilla and a lot of it, you know, as a golf fan, the PGA is a brand that means something to me. I have emotion Mm -hmm. when I think about it, the live tour, not so much, but if it's actually me, it's just a matter of, I'm still doing something I love on the, on the live tour. I love to golf Mm -hmm. and I'm really good at it. And they're offering me this insanity. Well, Walk a mile in their shoes. It's easy enough to be not financially or, or, or involved as a business, for, as a fan, and, and make judgments and say, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, you eat the PGA Tour, you, you know, they're responsible for all the success you've had. You need to be loyal to them." Well, they're not going to be so loyal to to you the second you drop out of the top one twenty five or whatever the number is that makes you lose your PGA card. Yeah. So what happened? Like, uh, what happens, Steve, if Elon Musk or Amazon dude? Okay, comes along and says, "Let's let's uh, let's do a breakaway hockey league, and uh, we'll make the minimum salary five million per guy." Right. You know what I mean? People are gonna go. What's wait a minute? What's that? What? Yeah. I just signed a deal for for seven hundred twenty five grand. Yeah, yeah. It's five mil minimum. We're gonna sign a bunch of guys at five mil. Watch what happens then, <laughs> Steve. Yeah, tons of guys would go. 
Sure. You know, if they, if sure Saudi hockey league, if they're going to, if they have that kind of money and, right. they're gonna, and Connor McDavid can suddenly make, you know, let's, let's use Austin Matthews. He'll be a free agent in a couple of years. And I guess right. you know, McDavid will be around there as well. So if they suddenly say, Hey, come play with us. We're starting up a new league. You can only make, I think in the NHL, 20% of what the, or the salary cap is. So I guess right. that checks in around $15 million. If some Saudi hockey league came around and said, no, we'll pay you $60 million. Guess what they're going to do? Guess what they're going to do? Right. Or not so. even announce money, Steve, uh, that they're, they're going to say, you're, you're really smart today, Steve, by the way, uh, <laughs> that they're going to say, we've got a league, by the way, with no salary cap. Right. Without, without, you know, and by the way, Austin Matthews, who's going to be the captain of the Egyptian pyramids, okay, is, is you know, first guy to go here. We're going to pay him 20 mil. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, but if you pay him 20, what can you do for the rest of the guys? I mean, pay him 25 mil, the other guys, if we want. 10, 5, 8. Yeah. No yeah, the salary yeah. cap really is the enemy of the players' union and all the players. You think about, you know, if you're an average NHL player, and mm-hmm. with the salary cap situation, you know, you can shop your services around the league when you're a UFA, but as an average player with a cap mm-hmm. in place, every team knows, like, I can't, you're this sort of a player, you're just average, we want you, but you're just average, and we can only afford X amount of guys getting big money. Even though there there could be an auction, everybody's auctioning, you know, very small amounts of money relatively speaking. So one mm-hmm. is offering 2 million, another is offering 2.1 without a salary cap. It's survival of the fittest. And so if somebody needs an average guy in their lineup, they'll just go ahead and say if money's no object, oh yeah, all you guys are offering 2, we'll offer you 6 million dollars and just jump right up to that. Plus your owner, your owners are going to be, you know, princes, right? They're going to like loose change for them, Steve is, you know, 5-6 billion. Right. Loose change. Okay, right. so yeah, no cap. They don't love Jimmy. Don't start something now. I'm sure the Globe and Mail is going to be knocking my door down around for a quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. Uh, congratulations, I guess, to the uh, progressive conservatives in the province of Ontario. Uh, Doug Ford is back. Did a lot of things that a lot of people disliked, especially for those of us in the autism community. Um, I think he's something, I don't know, quadrupled the wait list for funding. Um, oh, no. A bunch of other things as well. Here's democracy in action. We're going to vote this guy out. Mm. Well, first of all, only 33% of the possible voters in Ontario showed up last night for the election. Oh, wow. 33%. Wow. I think there's another 10% on that in the advance polls. So call it right. 43. That's still low. What a gross And uh, yeah, there was a record, a record victory for Doug Ford and the PC government staying in power. So I don't know what's going on. And the leader of the NDP, Andrea Horvath, and the leader of the Liberals, they both resigned after the election because they got worked over so bad. Yeah. Um, here's something that'll be nice, Stevie, that uh, is pissing people off out in the West here during, during the uh, games on Sportsnet uh, that are being broadcast. Uh, Steve, is we've been getting commercials about the Ontario provincial election. What? Yes. Okay. And and the other one, Steve, is, you know, Cabby, that guy, Cabby, that funny guy, that sort of mascot guy for the station. So, uh, you know, this just in, all the betting houses are, are knocking doors down to sponsor things, right? They've got jillions. And so they, they do these cutaways, right, from the desk. They go to Cabby, and he's talking to a guy who 
talks about the lines that you can bet. Mm-hmm. You've probably seen that, right? You know what I'm talking sure. about? Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so that's really good, Steve, when we look at it and, and then they go like this. But you got to be in Ontario to do it. That's really <laughs> helping out here, Stevie, okay? You, you got to see the shit that people are saying about the world's coming to an end. Can we? But that was the oddest thing ever, this, this stupid provincial election ads during my hockey game, Steve, out yeah. west. So. You, know, you mentioned the gambling thing. There's an interesting angle to that that I was reading about this week in that technically in Alberta, it's illegal to advertise sports gambling. Um, oh. So it's, uh, let me so see it's not here. there yet. Maybe that's why. That, and that's why, I think that's why they're making such a point about Ontario, Ontario, Ontario. It's not for you, uh, Alberta. So oh, okay. according to Alberta's Gaming, Liquor, and Cannabis Commission, um, all those ads featuring celebrities like Wayne Gretzky, Aaron Paul, Austin Matthews, apparently is going to be doing some, all introducing viewers to new online sports betting services. Uh, Here's the issue with it. They're illegal. Steve uh, Lottisher, vice president of gaming with the commission, says it's illegal for somebody to be offering bets to Albertans that are not regulated. The only legal sports bets today in Alberta are either found through what we offer on playalberta.ca or what's offered on Western Canada Lottery Sports Select brand, which would be pro, the, you know, the equivalent Alberta-wise, ProLine, the right. Ontario Lottery Corporation here. So kind of interesting that uh, these things are still making their way on TV. Yeah. Well, they're good. The guy, apparently the guy from 365, Bet365, which is kind of a household name that guys throw their bets down. Mm-hmm. I think the CEO there, Steve, $400 million the guy made last year. Ooh, baby. Yeah. My wife's not very happy yeah. with Gretzky's turtlenecks, though. Because oh. <laughs> that's a fashion faux pas. Yeah, and it's preventing him to phone me. See, we're all good. Maybe that's it. It still isn't called even the car accident. Gotta, is that why you got I in the car accident and hopes you get the pity call from myself in front of a train? <laughs> <laughs> Please get this uh, note to Wayne. Yeah. Oh <laughs> all right, let's call it quits there, ladies and gentlemen. Our website is stevewproject.com. If you're enjoying the show, and you want to support a little bit, you can uh, buy yourself an SWP t-shirt, maybe take out a Patreon membership. As little, the cost is as little as a single pint once a month. It's a monthly basis, so we'd appreciate that. SteveWProject.com. What do you got to going on this weekend besides uh, calling up Gretzky, hoping he answers? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Stevie, I'd like to I'd like to sand your pickleball paddle so we could, uh, uh, we could okay. have a match. Sure. I'm going to be sanding pickleball paddles. I might have to go look at that. I'm going to drive around and go find a place. No, no, fuck. I'm not doing that. Jesus. Is sanding pickleball paddles supposed to be some sort of sexual euphemism? I'm trying to decide. No, uh, Steve. Sand your, sand your pickleball paddles. Where does your you? mind go to? Where does your <laughs> mind go to? <laughs> <laughs> to a place of confusion, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get uh, out of here. All right. Bon fin semaine. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.